Blessed to know the best. Oh my God, it's the pretty left hook. I'm your guy, Rhett Pretty Butler. Don't hate the pretties with an eye, because it means gritty, and we talking boxing, MMA, and everything pugilistic. Welcome to the Pretty Left Hook. I'm your man, Brett Pretty Butler, with all the fight knowledge you could ever want and more. I'm polarizing. I talk trash, and I get in that ass. You ready? Because I am. Let's go. So I wanted to get uh, right into it. Um, Brian Banks, you know, his his uh, movie's coming out, and it's kind of brought back, you know, just about prison reform and the things that's been going on in terms of people that have been exonerated uh, from having, you know, just bad things happen to them in the court system and wanted to more or less touch back on things that we talked about in prior interviews, um, mainly your involvement with prison reform in Pennsylvania. Um, if there's been any, any developments with that or any new news or just in general, um, the processes of what that takes for you um, and the strategy as well. Well, of course, um, good to hear from you. And yes, sir. More, yes, sir. It's more what's going on really from state to state, let me talk about Philadelphia. Um, there's not openly too much of a resistance of non-reform, more than reform. And I say that because um, that seemed to be a hook, like a rapper uh, putting some material together and you always look out for the hook. The hook now, um, and the, the city's uh, political world, which a lot of councilmen, a lot of uh, big seats, um, powerful positions in the city, is being ran and talked and in some cases preached about reform. It seems to be a hook that is used to be reelected or uh, be uh, be elected. Now that I've said that as my opening presentation of my response to what you said, um, there is a high percentage of positive conversations, laws being challenged, um, people speaking up, some with star-studded status, whether you Bernard Hopkins, Meek Mills, on and on and on. Um, I believe personally that the reform is going to be something that's going to uh, be a positive and also the laws um, that's been broken or not even um, challenge that set people back 30, 20, 30, 40 years out of their life. Those people only can enjoy what they have if they're fortunate enough to, to, to see the sunlight outside in society. Mm. And I think that it just now it's going to take the right politician who's going to stay right all the time and uh, not just the campaign not just the first four years in some cities the first two years you want to make 
uh, it, it has to, you have to make them be held accountable, uh, just like anywhere else um, in any level of being held accountable for your actions. And so it's not going to be easy fix. It's not going to be overnight. But things are moving fast because it's the it's the it's the people, but it also it's the right people that's in power to make these things happen. Now, whether it's popular, it is the popular thing to to talk about. Think about it. It is the popular thing to talk about reform. I mean, mm-hmm. from some cases for press for the balance of how people feel about what's going on in government. I mean. An inmate got pardoned by the president of the United States. Okay, that's the top of the land, the, the land of of, of 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 this country. Now let's let's work our way back into the bios of the cities in America um, that has a lot of big issues that don't get the news cameras, the interviews the commercials and media attention. We know that. We, we, we know that. And everybody's not going to be saved by the Reform Act. I believe that to reform, a person has to be ready to be reformed. So, but the ones that has an opportunity through the system of incarceration, which is to me is the replacement of warehousing um, human beings for their act, which is punishment by some, their act, and to profit. And the business side of it that I'm leading into has a lot to do with how much are we going to adjust these bias, racist laws that's been there long as me and you've been on the surface, and I don't even know how old you is. doesn't even matter. Absolutely. We still have a long fight, and we have, mm-hmm. we have a long fight for not the present, but the future. Your niece, your nephew, your cousin, hey, maybe even your kids. You know the age of them. I don't need to know the age, but I know you know someone that's not 10. You know someone out there in your family, including your friends, that somebody out there will have a child, woman or a child, female or male, that they need to keep these penitentiaries full. It's a business, man. The laws reflect and also support the business of mass incarceration. The laws. And the biggest, I believe, example, and there's more before this era or that era that passed us, and I'm going to mention the late 80s and the 90s, crack cocaine. Is crack Cheap, minority, we got to make it affordable. 
not suburban, suburban affordable, but affordable. So what name do we give it to support the income and the lack of knowledge slash education? Then would cocaine separate himself from the class of people who can afford it? And who can't afford it? So we gotta we gotta come up with crack. And some people are ignorant enough to say, "I don't smoke crack." That's disrespectful. I do cocaine, like a status of 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 some kind of. degrading of what you use. I remember that era of talking the conversation. And I think the late, great Whitney Houston corrected somebody when they, they said, don't want a famous interview. I remember that. You know, so, so, so the Reform Act tied into the past of history of Theories and plan and plot and dehumanize a person. You have to dehumanize them mentally first. Then you got everything else. Think about it. Think about it. A person that don't know because of ignorance or whatever, she or he don't know information. If you are mentally incarcerated, but you are free from incarceration, in, but you are out, but you're still incarcerated, lack of knowledge. Mm. And there's, there's, there is always two sides to everything, and that's my point. My point is, if me and you are, and we are, talking positive, looking forward and turning into action, which is rarely seen most of the time, then the opposite of doing positive than negative would never exist. But that's the way it's been laid out. You can't have one way out the other. It must exist. I embrace it, but I don't act on it if I'm not about that. Now, at one time in my life, I must say that uh, I thought different and react different. But that was then. And since I'm one of the few in the United States, at least, and there's a lot of stuff, don't get me wrong, but the numbers are very small compared to the ones that didn't make it. Some brilliant people that never got a chance to blossom. So we ain't lucky. I think we chosen to a certain point to go through and do your travels and do what you can for humanity. And the society from prison 
to a Hollywood actress or actor or anybody with the mic or got a spit game that's JT material, then society says whoever is being promoted because they earned it or however they received it, that's who you should follow, and that's who you should listen to. I agree and disagree because most people in this society, I believe, in my theory, 90% of the population of followers could be more. 10% is running the country or less. Everybody can't be an A student. Jobs need to be filled. You think they really need everybody to be in, to graduate out of Harvard University and become trashmen? Sanitational workers? More proper name to call it? What are we talking about here? We talking reality? We talking reform? We talking the way things going to be when you're dead and gone, me and you? Are we talking about something that can encourage the young? And some of the millennials also. But I'm talking about like my son, like nine years old, will be nine. My daughter, who's just turned 20, June 28th, down in New York City, big college. Getting that education. Oh, I know how to say education. <laughs> but at one time, one time it was the education. See, I, I'm so glad that I went to two universities. And I'm still in one now, so still two. It was a university of life and survival, and then when. See, I was taught, just happened to be in prison. See, I got certified at 16, 17, came home at 25, certified as an adult. If you forgot or which you probably never will, that means as an adult. And I remember talking to old old, old heads. They call them OGs now because I've been called that as of yesterday. But the old heads, you can't trust too many people, but you damn sure can't trust too many old heads because they have an agenda. But every now and then you get lucky and you run into a guy named Smokey Wilson who's well embedded in my documentary of boxing and training and all that. He was a lifer. He was a lifer for 40-plus years. He got out on Barack Obama's juvenile release reform after that. And he gets to tell the story, but I told him first before he got released last year. 42 years he's done. Now, why would I not listen to a guy like that? And the unique story is, when I came through, he trained me because my uncle and him had a fight in the 70s with my uncle, Artie McLeod, my mother's brother, gave him a detached retina that he wears today. And he said, man, your Uncle Moose? Yes, Artie McLeod. My mother's maiden name was McLeod. Married my father, of course, was Hopkins. Man, he did this to my eyes. Okay, so now I got to. I got to strap up with Nas, but I got to. The guy introduced himself, talking about what your uncle did to his eye. 
Nah, man, it's all good, so we cool. He got life. He got to be in his, at that time, was 30. He's 63 now, going on 54. He did 42 years. Do the math. Juvenile lifer. He was. So this conversation is good. I know I'm trying to keep it in order with you. I know it seems like I'm rambling. I know, I know I'm not rambling, but it might seem that if I am, then slow up and you can ask me questions. But I, 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 I think, and I was shortening up in my answers, but I, I, I think that all this is going to be put together and it's being put together quietly, and I'm going to feed it to the world. Absolutely. No, you know, like, I always like, love the stream of consciousness. Like, like, yes, like yeah. you feed a baby the right food, not state. I'm going to feed the ones that's listening, and I'm going to save the world. I'm going to take this star power, and I'm going to take these things that put the light on me in this society because you accomplished something, which I'm not downplaying it, but I'm not, I'm not admiring it like they do when idol worshiping becomes now something that I'm not a part of. I know my value. I know my worth, same thing. I know my work that I put in. I know that the reason I'm respected by most, I want to believe, and I am, it's because not only did I come through the ranks, but also um, from West Coast to, 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 to East Coast, Midwest, South. I mean, I've been blessed to boxing. To me, Rockhead from, from, from the Bloods way back to Jim Brown who still live up in the Hollywood Hills in L.A., who put us together just to dialogue and talk because they like my spirit. They like the way I fought in the ring. They like the way I came from. We can relate. I'm an East Coast guy. This is before the Tupac and Biggie came. And I interact because of my skills and because of my achievements that they felt some connection because, man, you, you did five years. You, did, you walked off nine. Out of 15, you came home, you did the thing. It'll be we rock with these just hardcore blue and red. And I'm coming from the East Coast, man. And I traveled to be able to see South, the Midwest, here, there, through boxing. And I ain't know 80, 90% of the guys personally, but I know that there's a lot of drama in their life. For most of them, I want to believe that. And it's something that I was right. Either they ain't lived long or they wind up doing life in the penitentiary after getting out. So they got another license when they went in and got it overturned or got a reprieve. So we always going to have the opposite of good. You're going to have bad decisions. I ain't just say bad. You're going to have good and you're going to have bad decisions. Right? There is such thing as good decisions. Yeah, but we already know that. It's good. So what side are you going to be on? The bottom line is this is especially 2009. The bottom line to me, to no one else, I will say the bottom line, but to me, the bottom line is pick sides you want to be on. You can you can try, but you ain't, you're not going to be successful with the wolf in the house. You're not going to be successful with the wolf in the lamb. Two, two, two things I said. You're not going to be successful. Someone's going to recognize who you are. And the most dominant one is going to kill you. 
And it's more than one way to kill you. Could be business, opportunity. It could be blockers. You deserve that position, but you ain't going to get it. Well, man, you negative, man. Jail is the system that's not going nowhere. And if you want to make it an even playing field, where Billy, who lives in the suburbs, whose father is an ex-superior judge or federal judge or commonwealth judge, and he live up there in the main line, do the same thing that a person do that's of color, that lives somewhere in the inner city, right? Society will say a certain status, humble beginnings. No, he lives in the inner city ghetto. The same act, no priors at all. Who gets the more time? Oh, forgot to tell you. Public defender versus a private lawyer who knows everybody in City Hall, even a man behind the bench with a black robot. Matter of fact, he just went to his bat mitzvah the other day. You're not going to change the book cover without changing the book. Still the same. Different time, different year. And that's when you got a problem. So what's the solution, champ? What's What's the end game? You got to look at your family in your house. Make sure that house is clean. Not just the house itself, but everybody in that house have a clean, fresh, understanding mind of their own, but it has to be on survive and then win. See, I was taught to survive, and I didn't forget the Smokey Wilson thing. I didn't get off track. You must survive and then win. That's how I operated in 28 years of my professional career. If that's not breaking news to you, then let me tell you something. I'm letting you know. It's no secret. It is news. How are you going to survive for no reason? It's always a new reason to think you're surviving and know you're surviving. You survive, and then you win. And that's how I operated. And I had to juggle between non-thinking people that has their agenda of any source, of any nationality. I ran and I had to wrestle with all of them. I'm still wrestling in a different fashion. It's a lot more common, but more tedious. And so, does anybody have any thought about a group thinking up, waking up or thinking about 
that's just go ahead and make it right. You have to fight for everything you get. And everything ain't going to be 100% the way you want it. But if you can take and use and create something out of nothing, and we've been so resistant people, man. Go to back in history, man. How do we do this? How do we survive and then win? This is the whole thing that got to do with the whole thing with reform and the history of reform and all this stuff comes into connection and now we're getting at the forefront and it just happened to be in a time where racism is so blatantly openly in your face right now. And now it's attached to reform and unjust and false accuser. There's people getting out of prison that did so many decades of life in jail. Recently, they just came out. Brian Banks. You look at the movie, Brian Banks. I know you've seen it. I know you heard of it. And I'm just taking a shot at you. I don't know. You might say, Bernard, you know, I heard of it, but I didn't see it. And, you know, and I'm not saying you talk like that. I'm talking like that. And I'm saying to myself, like, this is like, I know a lot of Brian Banks. I know a lot of these guys. And I'm not talking about, oh, Bernard, now you're going to advocate. I got a bull horn. I got five people behind me from the church. And then let this guy go. And No, we're not saying. I'm telling you right now, Brian Banks is one of the blueprints. That's shown you for decades. Innocent people are sitting up in these joints, rotting away, and nobody give a damn. And today they don't give a damn either. Just because, I told you before, the cover of the book doesn't mean that the book is the same as the cover. That's an old cover that might be a new language inside. You take the cover off that book. And wrap it around our book. You don't know if that's the book that the cover belongs on until you do what? Open it and read it. So 2019, things have changed, they tell you. They be quick to tell you. Oh, this this is, it's not like, oh, this is a great time. But nobody, you're looking at 2019 itself. But no one is looking at the ingredients of the behavior of the people mindset now. Listen, man, let me tell you something. Donald Trump bore out with people been saying with status, without status, with popularity, without popularity, and now they feel free to speak openly now. Your neighbor, your coworker, Oh, my God, your boss. On the weekends, they got the American flag blowing from their pickup. They feel entitled. Let's make America great again. Reform that. Reform. That's just causing Oh, here come Bernard with his theories again. Oh, man, he's going crazy. The man asking one question. And he goes, hey, man, this is. 
I'll ask that. See, they call a lot of people that had intelligence crazy. They call a lot of people before me and your time was on this earth. Oh, you don't know, they're talking about that old man crazy. That old man, he collecting animals, talking about some storm. It's 80 degrees, the sun is out. He's building a boat in June, talking about it's going to be a flood. I just sit there. My biggest advantage, whether I tell it or not, I don't mind telling it because it ain't the first time. My biggest advantage is, or he's just a fighter. He don't know. We can talk right in front of him. He don't know. He, we, you know, sometimes we got talking codes. It's crazy. Like we, like, like, like it's crazy in a way that, see, my craziness of saying things are crazy, is that that people, even intelligent people, just think that tomorrow, bonds going to change overnight and say we're going to make it right. Well, you can sit and wait for your 40 acres and your your, your donkey. Um, I never thought that way, man. Incarceration is a business. To put yourself in that business you uh, and you have knowledge, then make my, you're a fool. Because to have that mindset, knowing that it's a benefit to a group for you to be in prison and it's not cheap. So if it was 30, it's about 50 to 60 grand. If you ain't no medical, if you ain't no, no, you know, the older you are, they want to get rid of you real quick. So they want the young ones. So that's why I said your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, your, your, your whoever. They need they need certification at 12. They're seeing the penitentiary. Now let's say, now let's say, you know, it, it, I, I'm from the I'm from the thinking in the school like like I don't think everybody can be fixed. I think a person is who he is or who she is. It could be on a big level, it could be on a mass murder level, it could be in the middle. I believe that some people are just who they are. And I know for a fact, and correct me if I'm wrong, you ran into people in your time on this earth. Whether you came from the ignorance to where you at now, that you yourself ran into or had an encounter with some situation, say it that way, where you just say, man, look, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm done with that. It's just who he is or she just who he is. It could be relationships. It could be this. It could be that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking of thing. I'm just speaking of experience. I know for a fact you breathe in this air called life, you alive with knowledge. You are who you are. And what I'm cool with that. Because if you cool and you recognize it, then I have to be cool with it. But if you act like you don't know but you acted then, then, then I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep you very, very, very close in eyesight. Not where you can kill me, but in eyesight. Not where you can 
do me harm. And I ain't just talking about physically either. But I got to keep my eye on you every now and then. Absolutely. Yeah, you honestly answered all my questions. I mean, I was... I know. I feel what you write, man, and I, I, I'm not a mind reader. I don't have this type of skills, but I, I do have instincts, and I, I have... Um, and I know what I'm talking about. It's so easy. You know, I don't know everything, but I, when you start talking about stuff like this, I'm very passionate about it, as you can see, but I'm not emotional. I'm not emotional with it. Where's the strategy? See, we're so much of emotional people every Sunday, and I'm not knocking because, I mean, I'm, I'm with that. You know what I mean? I'm not part of it, but I'm with it. I'm, any any type of re, re, rejoicing and, and getting things out and not throwing anything to hurt nobody or hurt yourself, that's cool. But we're so emotional. It comes all the way back from my ancestors, man. Why do you think the church has become entertainment now? Mm. Why do you think it become more of an entertainment now than more of getting the word and understanding the word? It become now like a not a club, it say, but it's become now as a place to entertainment. Right. Whether it's the preacher, whether it's the organ, or all above. And I'm saying that we are emotional people. We are people of soul rhythm and. And and, and, and and even speeches and talking and expressing ourselves, we're the most expressive people in the world. That doesn't mean that anyone else who has a race that's not mine is not worthy. So when you ask to interview for the Urban League, I'm saying put it together, win, let's do it. Because I know for a fact that if it was anyone else, I still would be saddled, excuse me, saddled saying the things that I was saying to Sargo, <laughs> uh, saying the same thing I'm saying to you, that I'm saying to the Urban League, the Shadow League, the Michael's Giving Hand, the Golden Boy promotion, when we're talking about the community, other than just saying buy tickets to a fight. What are you giving back? We got to make the tickets a little affordable. Even if you ain't writing out nothing or doing something, you have to make the tickets affordable because guess what? This ain't Vegas. This is a little part of South Central. Right. And Oscar agrees. He's from L.A. So the tickets, three, four, five hundred dollars range. Hey, yeah, well, what are you talking about? We got to be different. Like we said, we got to be different. Let our fans will be our biggest commercials, say we better. I just sit back and hear majority of the fans say that we are better. We should never have to say that. Let's pit actions with lip service. Very few people could deliver for you, man. And I'll say it mm-hmm. again before I drop the mic again. She or he or who they are, they are who they are. You're trying to change people, man. What are you doing? Hey, man, I got a limit to give what I can give, especially if you come to me. And fortunately, not unfortunately, I ain't at that point yet. People come to me for all kinds of stuff. 
obviously boxing, what can I take my son? My daughter wants to box, should I let her box? I become a from a psychic to a counselor to a marriage counselor to a a a a, a, a Doctor Phil, Oprah. I mean, it's it's like, and I'm gonna use the word crazy again to the way that things coming. It could be any good crazy, it could be crazy crazy, but all this energy. Don't you know I gotta be armed every day? like a serviceman going out in the, in the battlefields and the streets. But I got to be armed in a different way, man, because as soon as I step out of here, it's on and popping. It's like a magnet. Everything that's supposed to stick to a magnet, it coming to me. Right. And I got to be ducking and weaving, man. And it, it, it gets, it, it, my retreat is at home. When I take that 45 minutes, turn on the traffic an hour down in Delaware, man, and I'm not, I'm not showing off bragging. When I get behind those gates, brother, see, these gates are different than the gates when I was incarcerated. Right. See, when these gates open up, before I even get into development, I hit that button, and the gate is open time I get around that curve. Man, let me tell you something. I know you can feel me. You got to close your eyes for a second. When I get near that gate, and I'm out of this big city, Philadelphia, Ah, oh, man, I put my feet up, man. I drive around that half moon. Driveway in front of the house. And I park and I get out and I go right in, man. I just sit down, man, and depending on what kind of day it was, I'm like, Phew. now I can let my guard down. It might be my guard, like a, like a guy, a police officer, he comes. You got you to gotta think that he takes his gun off, his host off. He takes his badge off. He takes his hat off. He buttons. He takes his tie. He opens up. He unbuttons his shirt. Come on, man. Think about what I'm just saying right now. I don't have to watch my back. Not at my house. I don't have to worry about you undercutting, undermining, counting my pockets, trying to get an agenda, even if it's for my time. And if you're trying to use me for my time, which is valuable. I'm the money. You came to me. I'm the value. And there are more users than givers. Mm. They'll use your time. They'll use your energy. They'll take away from your family with no actions of regrets. You get what they say. I'm talking about actions of regrets. So that's when my guard go down, when I get behind those gates, man. They are high alert. Mm. Takers. Absolutely. Takers. Remember, remember B-Hop said that, or have you, know, have you go by and say takers? And I guarantee you before this week is out, I'll see the day, to be honest with you. Somebody going to come, and it ain't just money. Something that you can do for them. Say, damn, man, takers, man. Hmm. Takers. Especially now. Especially now, man. Our young people, black, any white, all, 
I know they don't really have no like really think about that eighty and the ninety era. Those kids are named well, those young adults are in their thirties. Man, if your mom out there hustling and you live in a big city and that little half a percent ain't get that break and had a auntie or grand normally it's the grandmother. Grandmother come right in. Swoop the kid and try the grandmother come right in. Hope we ain't doing a false kid. Well, we're gonna go right in. Man, it's five or six, seven shootings, man, every four hours in Philadelphia. Mm. Yo, man, it's it's Vietnam down this joint. Shooting up the basketball picking. They got a car a cookout. They shoot up the whole cookout last week. Kids mm. running, grandmas running, aunties. Four people. Look it up. Where Sully shot. Sullynews.com. Okay. Crazy. Crazy, man. It's crazy. And that generation, man. And how old are you again? 39. Okay. 39. Yeah, you're the same age. Okay. Not the same age. So, yeah, you pushing. You, when you be 40? January 15th. Oh, we talked about that Capricorn. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, we talked about that. My bag, my bag. So, so, oh, so, bro. so. Ah man, that's why we get along, brother. We're gonna disagree right. to agree. I love what you write, even if, even if, even if you got. I, I like. You know what I like? What I've read about the story that you've done before. You gotta have your own credibility by writing what you believe and writing what was said. They have to be in in, 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 in order of credibility which you put out there. Because that's where your name is at. You know that, right? That's right. That's right. So, so, you're 39. You know about that era. Oh, man, you knew people that was in it. Or, 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 or both sides. I ain't gotta say no more. I'm, 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 unless you got something, I'm really done. See, the birthday I should never forget because we talked about January 15th. Mm-hmm. You Capricorn, determined. No bullshitters when you see them. I can tell you everything about you. you know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm the OG right. No, I'm the OG right now. I ain't the old head was to be called. Still, I'm the OG old head. I'm the OG right now. Blessed to know the best. And I'm going to tell you right now, that goat, one thing about that goat, we ride to the wheels fall off, but if you, we don't <laughs> forget easy. We don't forget easy. We're very passionate, but we're very determined to win. Yes. And whatever we do, that's the Capricorn, that 99% of Capricorns, whether they're celebrities, whether they're non-celebrities, and there's a lot of us out there in some higher positions, even in Hollywood, and you know that. Yes. So continue to be that goat. Continue to represent you. Then you'll be able to represent your family, but it has to be you, and then it has to be what comes out of you down the pipeline. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Have a good day. Congratulations, Sue, on the the temple, duck degrees, and all that stuff, man. 
yes. And I have uh, another Hall of Fame in Vegas next month. This the last oh, day that's of right. month. That's right. When? Yes. Next week. Yes, I'll be on the Hall of Fame. as well. And thank you, man. And I'll and, and, and Miss Joy and myself, Manny Hub will be keeping in, you in touch with things that you might want to know about and you might not, but just keep informed when I'm doing about the Reform Act that we started off with. I'm heavily, heavily uh, involved with Allen, with the A, Allen Dom, D-O-M-B, who's the councilman for, the, for a second term who don't take any money from the city for his work which means he donated his check. Alan Dom does, right? Remember that name, city councilman. And he donated to the public schools that's now being sold off at sheriff's auction for condos to be built. He's a really powerful guy in the city that we befriended each other. He needed me, obviously, for the black vote and to get it out to the people. I keep it 100. And it's not just for the black vote because I would not pimp myself or let anyone unpimp me unless I knew you legit. I couldn't tell you how many younger, older, and middle class people that came up to me and said they've seen a commercial that you should look up and see that I've done for this man. And you know what? Bernard, how is, I said, to now? Not just because he ain't taken his money for four years six figures at least. But I believe in his mindset of Reform Act. He's pushing behind programs for inmates before they get out. When I heard that, and we went around not only communities, to certain places, schools, here, there. See, the inner city look at a guy that owns half of the high-end real estate written house in Philadelphia. How can you relate to us? Well, in most cases, you're right. But B. Hop is right next to him, and I'm in credibility, and this is my city. I cannot be one of those sellouts and just put my name or something. And everybody said, you never done this. You know, how is this guy? Is he a good guy? Is he really, I heard he's a good guy. But is he, is he a good guy? But, from all colors of people, even down in Delaware Avenue, where my condo is at, where there's less minorities in there, they ask me, is he a really good guy? Yeah, yeah. Because we know you wouldn't put yourself in. I have a reputation. I didn't say this. My history shows that if you're with me, he must trust you. And I'm still going to keep an eye on you every now and then, periodically. Alan Dom. Look it up, and you'll see that commercial I've done. He won the primaries. He's going up to do the race starts in November. And he's all about reform. Not just speaking it. He already got two bills passed already. Very powerful. He's his own man, made his own money, owns 80% of real estate in a high-end area in Philadelphia. It's called Rittenhouse Square. And I don't know how far you are. I don't know if we talked about that. I think we did. Um, every city has a location that you and I know that is a location for the elite. 
if you know what I mean. He owns mm-hmm. major real estate there and very influential in this city. Why would you want to be a councilman? That's what I ask you. I want to change lives, but not. I come from a farmer family. We had to work, gave me the whole story. I said, what? And I did my own research. And I said, you have my support. This is the first time I supported this way, openly, any candidate. Alan Dahl. Look up that name, please. We're talking Rate, comment, subscribe, and like Pretty Left Hook on SoundCloud and iTunes.